Welcome to another edition of Sports by Billy Today. I am not alone. I'm with Jacob Tafoya yet again. What's up, Jacob? Hey, Billy. How's it going? Pretty good. What are you, sleeping? No. What makes you think that? I don't know. I sound a little tired. Not really. Not at all. All right. So today we got a lot of content for you. Um, we got... Uh, this will be our, our False Finishers Wrestling Podcast today. Uh, we did a preview to SummerSlam. And, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll briefly talk about SummerSlam a little bit, talk about how the storylines are evolving and everything, but, I mean, let's just cut to it. The talk of the wrestling community has been all in September 1st, uh, put on by Cody, Matt, and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, um, and, and it was phenomenal. I've watched it twice, Jacob watched it once, um, and... and Honestly, best pay-per-view, best wrestling show of the year, and possibly even in recent years. Yeah, uh, it was definitely a really good show, well put together. Um, you can definitely tell that all these wrestlers, all these performers were given enough time to do their thing, and it that's what fed into a great show. It's funny you said time. Um, the pay-per-view went over... Uh, by about 14 minutes and even uh, Marty Skrull was criticized for going over in his match and, and kind of this thing that they were saying was that he went over 14 minutes um, and on a podcast with Sean Mooney he actually said he only went over a minute and the entire show was over 14 minutes and it wasn't uh, Okada and Skrull's fault they just got the blame because he said that they were the second to last match and the last match was pushed in a in under 12 minutes which was actually 11 minutes and 48 seconds um and the scroll kata match went 26 minutes and 5 seconds which was the longest match on the card uh, you had two matches on the pre-show and then a total of uh what was this nine nine yeah. more matches on the main card uh, filled out at about three hours and fifty seven minutes. Um, they were saying that the 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 Golden Elite, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, and Cody Ibushi um, versus Rey Mysterio, Rey Phoenix, and Bandido were supposed to go sixteen more minutes than what they had really originally planned. So it looked um, on paper like okay, the main event got got pushed a little bit. And what Scroll said on the podcast was that. Uh, I believe it was Nick goes up to him. Nick Jackson goes up to him, one of the the producers, and he's like, don't change anything, don't cut anything, work your match with Okada. And he said, okay. And so uh, it wasn't it wasn't anything. So a lot of people were saying Scroll went over, Okada went over, blah, 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 blah. The show went over in general, but and they had to cut the main event a little bit. But the main event was still solid. In my mind, I thought, you know what, six guys, these guys are just going to go high impact for 11, 10 minutes, whatever it was, and give us a great match. And and I think they still did. Had they been given more time, sure, it could have been even better. Um, but I thought overall the show was good. I thought the pacing was well. Um, I enjoyed the scroll caught a match. I, don't, I didn't think that one went over. Uh, you know, sometimes they give people matches or they give them too much time and then they don't know how to good, tell a good story. I thought they, they did phenomenal. Omega and uh, uh, Pentagon were money. Um, that, that triple main event, so to speak, was was, was really good. 
Um, but I enjoyed the whole thing. What do you think about that time timing issue? Okay, the timing issue, I didn't really bother me because I, I thought the my, uh, Marty Skrull match and, you know, Okada, they did good. They they really told their story on how Skrull is not the heavyweight. Yeah, junior and, heavyweight, yeah. Yeah, he's a junior heavyweight, and, and he really showed them that he can hang with the heavyweights. And then the same thing I told you, the, the main event, Young Bucks and... Or the elite, they they were good. They didn't they didn't really not give us a bad show. Like their match was pretty good for the timing that they got, and that's what they had to work with. But you know the timing issue, we talked about it. You know, some stuff could have been there, some stuff could have not. But I mean, it was really good show in my opinion. So the timing wasn't really a matter for me. I could have sat there and watched four more hours of that if we could. Yeah, I tell you what, you know. Kind of the talk about WWE in general has been pay-per-views are too long. People are getting burned out. I sat through that four-hour pay-per-view twice and didn't get burned out. Twice. I don't know why I get burned out on WWE pay-per-views because it's a totally different thing. They have us going up and down, up and down, putting a a solid match on here. and uh, They're putting on this roller coaster of a show which... You know, is is more of an entertainment type style, whereas this one is like, let's start off with this and bring you up all the way the entire time until we finish. And I like that idea a little bit more. It kind of built into everything, but I mean, the first match was all right. Matt Cross and and uh, MJF, um, they had a solid match. Matt Cross was able to showcase his his ability as and MJF uh, shows that he's uh, pretty solid despite being so young. Um, thought it was an okay match to start off the show, and then you had a uh, Christopher Daniels, uh, member of the uh, Fallen Angel of SoCal Uncensored, against uh, the actor Stephen Amell, uh, who was only in his third professional fight. Stephen Amell looked pretty solid. Yeah. Took a took a hard bump, uh, dropping an elbow, trying to hit Daniels through the table on the outside, and that didn't go to uh, didn't go as planned. And then, of course, um, after that match, after those first two matches, which were s- solid in and of themselves, once we got to that fatal four, fatal uh, that four corner survival match with Tessa Blanchard, um, Chelsea Green, Madison Rain, and, and Britt Baker, Doctor, things things Dr. Pick- Britt Baker, my bad, Doctor Britt Baker, things picked up in that match. That match, the 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 women's match was so good, was really well put together. Uh, and, and from there, I don't think there was never there was never a match that really disappointed. Uh, you look at Cody, Nick Aldis, big fight field of that one. Hangman Page, Joey Janela, that one was absolutely crazy in the stuff that they were able to do. Jay Lethal and Flip Gordon, I loved that match. My favorite part where they were kind of reminiscing of uh, WrestleMania 4, Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. Um, and then Omega, Pentagon, I, once we got to that triple main event you saw uh, the status and the the amount of the caliber of the matches just stand out even more so with omega and penta okada scroll golden elite and, and Rey mysterio phoenix and bandito yeah uh, as we look through the whole um how's this going to change wrestling how, how does all in change professional wrestling um i think it's the first time you know i i think it's a real a real push on, you know, what everybody's thinking of wrestling right now at the moment. You know, you hopefully, to me, hopefully this gives WWE the motivation to, like, 
well, let's try to top this, and then they come up with something even better, or it, it just makes them feel like they have to do something about this, because this was great, you got everyone from pretty much every, uh, every wrestling promotion out there getting together for this all-in pay-per-view, and it really shows how just about anyone can put a, a really good match on, and, you know, hopefully gives that to Day Day, like I said. Yeah, and it's like a lot of times with indies, it's like all they need is a a, a spotlight on them, so to speak. A show, the crowd, and an environment to showcase what they could do. And this is what Cody and the Young Bucks allowed them to do. They were showcasing great professional wrestling at its finest. And like like you said, hopefully this pushes other companies to to outdo this um because we all know with with wrestling when when you have competing companies the product gets better hopefully you know people talk about the monday night wars wcw wwe back in the day as being one of the most high marks in the company for united states wrestling not necessarily uh around the world wrestling but when you have this type of atmosphere, this type of competition, you, hopefully um, you present diamonds out of this. And uh, I was a big fan of All In. Um, I'm a big fan of all these promotions now. I mean, I was looking over here at, okay, maybe we should get tickets to Battle of LA, Jacob. Let's go. Let's go watch Battle of LA, even though... You know, we don't know these people yet, but we'd look take a look at the history of the Battle of LA when we see guys like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Ricochet, Kenny Omega. Uh the list goes on on people who have been in Battle of LA years ago. Daniel Bryan was another one, Christopher Daniels was another one. Um and it was just absolutely stunning. Um of course Joey Janelle is gonna be in there this year, uh, but we look at other things like uh, Women's of Wrestling Wow over here in L.A., based in L.A., up-and-coming promotion uh, presented by Jeannie Buss or owned by Jeannie Buss. And those of you who know Jeannie Buss, the owner of the L.A. Lakers, but you have her. Um, and uh, actually, Wow just signed Tessa Blanchard to a contract, so she's working with Impact and now Women's of Wrestling. So... I mean, Tessa Blanchard was showcased pretty well. Um, I said she's going to be absolute money in this industry. And I could see her, if she does come to WWE and anytime soon, I could see her right away thrown in there with Charlotte, thrown in there with Ronda, and, and, and producing really well. She's a big-time big time, big time name. Uh, Ring of Honor, of course. I, I subscribed to the Honor Club, uh, I don't know how long ago, months ago, just because I was like, you know what, like I started getting into more independent wrestling so yeah, I like this a little bit. Let me let me just subscribe and watch the pay-per-views and watch the shows a little bit. And now I'm thinking like, okay, I also at that time wanted to get NJPW World subscription. But now I'm like kind of thinking like, okay, let's get it now. Let's not wait anymore because independent wrestling is honestly is it's on a it's on a it's on the trend up and people are yeah. loving it and I'm loving it and it's probably the best wrestling out there right now. Yeah, well, just there's, there's no better way you can you could have put it. Um I think uh, this, yeah, this is going to go down as history. You know, many people were congratulating Cody Rhodes on such a good job he did because you really wouldn't think he had the creativity to do this. But at the same time, it's just give these people enough time, anything anything good goes. 
Yeah, and uh, already they they did a curtain call at the end, and they teased an all-in two. Cody Rhodes was saying that uh, um, which uh, we were finding out that uh, Cody and the Young Bucks teased the second all-in show. Uh, Cody, of course, saying um, that you know sometimes when you gamble, you gotta go double or nothing. But they're saying there's later reports saying that it could be held on the West Coast, possibly in L.A., California, which. I'm getting pumped up right now. Yeah. I, if that's the case, I got to buy a ticket ASAP. And, and this Chicago one sold out within 30 minutes. So <sighs> it's going to be hard to get a ticket, but I'm going to try. But yeah, so I mean, a great event, a great thing for professional wrestling, a great thing for Cody and the Young Bucks. Um, I'm sure the eyes of the wrestling industry were on this show. And... The eyes have been opened on independent wrestling even more so and showcased in this spectacular format. Um, they even had enough money to throw in some pyro. How about that? Yeah. Pyro was pretty good. I kind of liked it. I enjoyed it. What was that one pyro that, that with the steams? Yeah. That was throwing nothing, but the, I like that one too. Um, but that was all in. And uh, we'll follow up more on what's going on with the independent wrestling um, scene as of right now, but now we'll take a take a turn talk about SummerSlam and the aftermath of SummerSlam. So, uh, what's been going on on Raw post SummerSlam, Jacob? So post SummerSlam on Raw, we saw. Oh, that's on Raw. Okay, I was thinking already SmackDown for some reason. <laughs> well, so... it's funny because you know SmackDown was 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 taking off. Uh, pre-SummerSlam they were the show to watch over Raw and it was weird because it's like it was ironic that Raw and SmackDown both could not be good at the same time it was like either Raw's good and SmackDown's not or SmackDown's good and Raw's not but it seems to be post-SummerSlam both of these shows are moving in the right direction both of them are are are, uh, bringing us into watching them for different reasons I think SmackDown is a little bit more complete because they've had a little bit more time to develop stories on every single part. I mean, like every single part from the backstage interviews to every single match on SmackDown has a purpose and a reason and is advancing stories. Uh, Whereas Raw, you got the main event right now and a few other spots doing that. But like we said, that three-hour show is just draining sometimes uh, mentally and physically if you're not advancing each story. Uh, But yeah, so you were saying, Jacob... Yeah, so I mean, we've we've gotten new feuds that I've really liked. So the Shield and Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, and Braun Strowman, I really, I really like that feud a lot. I put it up there in one of my top feuds right now. You know, because whenever you can see the whole locker room come out and just start brawling, that's that's a, that's gold. So taking us back a little bit, we had uh, Roman challenge Finn for the. Und- well, not challenge Finn, but... Give him his rematch. Give him his rematch that he never had for the Universal title. Towards the end of the match, Braun comes out and is going to cash in. It looks like Finn's going to win off of that distraction, but he doesn't. Roman hits him with a devastating spear. Protect the finisher. He's not kicking out. And uh, then Braun comes out and attacks Roman and, and is about to cash in, but then... Oh, he did burn burner, burn And you hear... 
the shield come out. Rollins and Ambrose. And the roof blew off that building. The shield was reunited. They triple powerbomb Strowman. And then the following week, it was a weird tag team mishap where you end up having Braun and Ziggler and McIntyre form together to take out the Shield. And then, like you were talking about last week, the brawls that ensued um, with the Shield being arrested and then coming back and then uh, the entire roster attacking the Shield. Um, So it almost seems to me as if they're painting this picture that the Shield are the underdogs now and the Shield are the faces and the entire roster almost, and including McIntyre, Ziggler, and... Um, Strowman are the heels in this thing, but it's it's a weird situation where you're not quite sure who's heel, who's face, because the crowd pops for certain things and certain people. Um, but it's a mixed bag. But like you said, that that feud is certainly on the rise. They're supposed to be wrestling each other at the Super Showdown six man action. So that makes you wonder. Roman's the Universal Champ right now. Rollins, the IC champ right now. Ziggler, McIntyre, the tag team champs right now. Are there on the Super Showdown? You're just not going to defend the Universal title, the IC title, or the Raw tag team titles? Pretty much every championship on Raw, you're not going to defend them on the Super Showdown out there in Australia? Or are are things going to change hands within these coming weeks? Well, their feud is with each other, so I don't know who would it switch hands with. I mean, when does Braun Strowman have that match against? Well, even if he has it at Hell in a Cell in two weeks from Sunday, then what, you can't defend it in a six-man tag. Like, you would, I don't know. It's it's wild, and I I don't, I wouldn't put it past WWE, but I don't think it's smart to not have certain championships defended at Super Showdown. Uh, if you want to be marketable to to the fans out there and to make people want to see it rather than like this giant house show where nothing really happens, which it seems to me is 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 what it's going to be kind of like uh, the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. You didn't have much happen in that one, other than some shady stuff in the steel cage match. Well, pretty much that's all that these are. These super showdowns are just all. Very big house shows. I mean, not much. I mean, what would you what would you think what would happen? I mean, we can clearly see that they're not if they're in that tag in there the, that six man tag match. Um, you have the women's title though. I mean, if one might change, and do you think it'd be that one? No, no. I don't think Ronda would drop it. So I mean, it's all it's all. We'll just have to wait and see what does happen. So we take a look at other things happening on Raw. Kurt Angle being taken out uh, momentarily to let to give him some rest is what Stephanie says. Um, Stephanie also being in another altercation with Ronda. Uh, the Bella Twins are back in action. They look solid against the Riot Squad, picking up a victory. Um, you had Kevin Owens quit and then come back and attack Bobby Lashley. What's his motive there? Why attack Lashley? What's going on here? Lashley, kind of like a letdown. I think a lot of fans, including myself, was surprised. and Well, not surprised, but was excited to hear that he was going to be coming back to the WWE. 
And uh, ever since coming back, he's never been put in other than beating Roman at Extreme Rules. Um, nothing that I could buy into and chew into um, for quite some time. Um, and then, of course, Baron Corbin becoming the active acting general manager of Raw. Uh, but how long after he let all that chaos break out yeah. during Raw? Um, but maybe he thought he served... He served everything well because, at the end of the day, them shield were put down for inciting riots. Inciting so. riots and. So other than that, that that main. Six man, feud going on, what else do you like about Raw? We haven't even talked about the Super Showdown between. Taker and Triple H either. No, um, I really like that. I really like that promo Triple H had came out. And said, I mean, he talked about, you know, the end of an era, and that era's back again. Um, But, like, other things on the match, like, like you and me said, like, why are they doing this again? We've already seen them when they were pretty much uh, Triple H. I think Triple H can still put on a good match. Undertaker, on the other hand, he probably can, but how long is that match going to be? And, and it's to, no offense to any of them. But it's like, that's done with, you know? It's it's over with. That era is over with. They are... Professional wrestlers go down as some of the greatest of all time. But, in my opinion, you know, put on, put on current wrestlers. You know, we've seen this match several times. Um, not too much new hype for me, other than what happened last week on Raw. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, okay, like, what more can you do with this? Can you still perform? I see why they're doing it, you know. It's to draw more money to get more fans to come out there in Australia. You got big names, Undertaker, Triple H. Uh, and then even more appeal to the old older fans who stopped watching wrestling. They're like, oh my gosh, Triple H, Undertaker are going to fight again? Oh yeah, let's let's watch this. So, I mean... The appeals there because it's a big name, big name fight. But to to the more consistent wrestling fans over the past years, like like us, it's like okay, this is this match ten years ago. Yes, now not so much, and now we gotta not endure through it because I think they could still put on a solid match, but um, have to sacrifice maybe some other current wrestlers who probably are more deserving at this time to get the spotlight on them. Yeah, but you know, maybe we can actually just call it the end, the end of this era after super sh- uh, the Super Showdown. Well, you never know. With WWE, they said end of an era back at what is it WrestleMania twenty eight, and then you had John Cena, The Rock, one time, once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime, and then all of a sudden next year, I was joking saying twice in a lifetime. I mean, and then you might have The Rock come back and win the Rumble this year, and uh, so. I mean, I, just a lot of question marks. Um, but I do like Shawn Michaels coming out, and then all of a sudden, Taker coming out. Yeah. And he says, Shawn Michaels said he stayed retired out of respect for Undertaker, and he says, uh, is it respect or is it fear? So, I mean, we might be having an HBK match once again, which I think I could buy into. I think HBK is just one of those people that, just could always perform but once again going in there with Taker we've seen Taker uh, as much as we love him 
we've seen the toll on his body and his work decline in, in recent manias. Yeah, I mean, what what happened last mini? He put on like a two minute match against Cena. Yep, squashed Cena at Mania, and we haven't seen Cena since. We haven't seen Cena since. Except for the house show where he brought out the sixth move of Doom, which was like almost like a spinning backhand form. Jab. Yeah. And uh, I'm not buying. If that's his new finisher, because he did it after the AA, I'm not buying. I got. I was hyped up to see the sixth move of Doom, and then I was let down when it was that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just a joke. But other than that, I mean... I don't know. Like, Okay, now we get into SmackDown then. SmackDown's been absolutely money. As I like to say. Jacob doesn't like me saying money, but... Anyways, uh, pretty much everything's working on that card. I mean, even from the backstage stuff between R-Truth and Carmella these recent recent weeks. And now you have R-Truth and Carmella teaming up for the Mix Max... Mixed match challenge, which season two is coming out, which is kind of like okay, cool. Once again, appealing to more broad uh, Facebook users and trying to just make as much money as they can, which their stocks have been skyrocketing out of the country. Um, but uh, yeah, what's what's the best thing happening on SmackDown? Uh, the best thing, AJ Samoa Joe. Uh, you can't say AJ Samoa Joe and Charlotte and Becky. You like heel Becky? Yeah. I like heel Becky because she's keeping kayfabe on social media. If you follow her on Twitter, if you follow her on Instagram, she is a heel. She's a real heel. And she's good at it. She's really good at it. Um, Now, the question of, though, the fans are cheering heel Becky and booing face Charlotte. So, I mean, in WWE's mind, they're like, it might have been smarter to have Charlotte the heel and Becky the face because then you would have had that traditional cheer the baby face on and boo the heel. Uh, but you know what? I'm loving this. This is something new and exciting. It shows that Becky could work heel and face. And uh, I'm hoping she somehow gets that title from Charlotte. But if not, then, you know. It was a good run. It was. It was. That That feud is good. I think that feud has been wanting to come for a long time. I think that the same thing... I'm glad that they pulled the trigger on this one rather than the sasha Bailey feud that never really happened on Raw. And now they're tag-teaming and everything's all good. Um, I don't buy that. I, I don't like that. I think they should have had that sasha Bailey match at WrestleMania happen. They could have done it. They were teasing it for so long. And nothing spilled out of it. Um, but yeah, Samoa Joe bringing AJ's family involved. Wendy Styles and of course his daughter... And then we got Who's Your Daddy chance at SummerSlam and SmackDown. Uh, it's, it's a shame that their rematch for that world title is not in the Hell in a Cell. But maybe it's a compliment to how good they are that they don't need a gimmick match to put on a good show. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, Hell in a Cell matches are there to keep you guys in cage. I honestly, probably the only thing they might need is a no disqualification match. But, you know, no one's going to run away from each other here. There's, you don't really need to enclose them in anywhere. Yeah, both of them don't want to run away. They want to fight. They want to fight, but yeah, I'm with you on that. Make it no DQ because the, the anger is boiling on AJ's side. He's going to implode like he did at SummerSlam. And for Joe, he might say, you know what? Make it a no DQ match because I don't want him 
cheating his way out of a championship again. Um, we don't know. Um, so that feud is 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 golden. Do you see Joe coming out of this feud as the WWE World Champion? Maybe not yet. I think you know they can probably pull this feud off a little bit longer, and you know him have it. You know win it probably after Hell in a Cell. But who knows? Maybe they can. Maybe he might take it, and it, you know this makes the rivalry better and longer. Because now not only does Samoa Joe keep true to his word, now he's not the champion. He's gonna want to fight that back. He's gonna want to keep him from yeah. Yeah. going back to his home. Yeah. Um, Becky Charlotte, how do you see that one ending? Do you see it ending soon? Do you see it ending? Because they're scheduled, they're slated right now to wrestle. At Hell in a Cell, September 16th, and then in Melbourne, Australia, at the Super Showdown, early October. So, And both of them are supposed to be for the women's title. So regardless of who wins at Hell in a Cell, they're going to have a rematch at the Super Showdown. So maybe if your prediction of Charlotte becoming a 16 times, 16 times, 16 times, 16... I'm not going to do that 16 times. That was a joke. Shout out Booker T. But if your prediction is correct of Charlotte becoming a 16-time champion... She's a seven-time champion right now. Doesn't it make sense to let Becky win at Hell in a Cell and then drop it in Melbourne, Australia? So you do have one title change. Is she gonna be a sixteen-time champion in less than five years? No. Well, she's on pace. Yeah, she's on pace. She's got like two and a half years and seven times. Yeah, she's on pace. Um, who knows? Maybe she will drop it at Hell in a Cell and she'll pick it back up. Or maybe you know an impromptu match in SmackDown next week, or who knows. And we all know Charlotte one-on-one in pay-per-views is, is pretty dynamite. And I think she's only lost one, maybe twice. I can't remember exactly. I know for sure she lost once. Against Bailey against at Rumble, Bailey right? Against Bailey at, uh, I think it was Fastlane. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was Fastlane. The first ever Fastlane, I think. No. Nope. Or... It was like the third one. Was it the third one? It was one of the early Fastlanes. First Fast ever Fastlane was, wasn't it Roman versus Daniel Bryan? Yeah, so then it might have been the third one. Maybe the second. There's only been like three or four fast lanes. Yeah, that's why it had to be the newest one. The newest one? No. I don't know. You tell us what fast lane it was. I think yeah. it's the second. Jacob's saying it was the newest one. There's no way it was the newest one. Why not? Because there's no way it was the newest one. What the happened? newest one she faced Ruby Riot and lost R1. Was that the one that you keep saying was a solid match? That one was actually solid. That's the best I've seen Ruby Riot work in the main roster. Yeah, I think it might have been the second one. Or the uh, Is there four or is there three? There's for sure four. Cuz that's probably what I'm saying All the right, third one. It doesn't matter, but she so lost. It was the third one. No, it was the second one. You know what? You you keep talking to the people. I'm going to look it up right now. Where were we? On, uh, so yeah, um, she might pick it up. We'll just wait and see. And then we can look into uh, uh, the tag division. We got the bar taking on Rusev Day at next week on SmackDown. Winner's gonna face the New Day. New Day becoming five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Tag team champions, and of course, he had the whole Booker T segment come out and everything. New Day's looking really good. They're always a good time to be champions. Um, and two heel 
teams to work against, Rusev Day and The Bar. If you want a more traditional heel team, you go with The Bar. Maybe if you want a little bit more over heel team, you go with Rusev Day. What's, who do you think? Who do you think it's the nod? Um, it's 50-50 because it can roll either way. Because, I mean, Rusev Day has always been hot, and they're always looking for that push because they've given Rusev pushes. Um, but storyline-wise, he just hasn't capitalized. Um, maybe the bar? I can see the bar working right now. And We've seen New Day work. bar, though. We really haven't seen New Day, Rusev Day. That's the only reason why I think Rusev Battle Day is going to get it. Yep. Is it a new day or is it Rusev Day? Nah, that would be pretty solid. The new uh, day. So we looked up the fast lane issue here. There have been a total of four fast lanes, and Bailey defeated Charlotte on the third ever fast lane. So Jacob was wrong, and I was wrong. Because you were wrong saying it was the last one, which it wasn't. I can't. I was technically saying the third one, and I was wrong saying it was the second one. But I. Uh, you I miss, got a, you I got misspoke. A half a point. You misspoke. I got a half no, a point. No, no. You don't get a half a point. I get a half a point because I was, I was what? Pretty close to the... We were both we I were said both the third wrong. one. You said the last one, which was the fourth one. Yeah, and I me said thinking the second it was the third one. one. Okay, well, you thought wrong. Oh, so we both get half a point. No, we both were wrong. We both don't get half points. This ain't cookies and, and milk. This is... What do points and cookies and milk have to do? Are we on... <laughs> is this... Uh, <laughs> Are we on Weight Watchers? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, we're not on Weight Watchers. Anyways, that's irrelevant. What are we talking about? SmackDown. Tag team titles. I'm thinking Rusev Day wins next week. Who do you think? We'll have to wait and see, but I'm leaning more on the bar. Okay, and then moving forward then, if the bar wins, do you see them taking the titles? Uh, I mean, it'd be a pretty short reign, but... I would see it happening. I would like to see it. I don't see anybody taking the New Day's titles anytime soon. I see them facing... Another record. I see them facing the Young Bucks pretty soon. Oh, am I thinking NJPW versus WWE? Maybe. Maybe, baby. Uh, Don't don't give me that. Don't tell me to settle down. down. I'm hyped. Let's roll. Um, What else is going on in SmackDown? Then you have Brie Bella coming back. Punching Miz in the face. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Brie Bella, and Maurice and the Miz facing each other. Mixed, max, mix, blah, 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 mixed match challenge at Hell in a Cell. Uh, I'm into that one. And I even like the addition of Almas and Vega inter, inter, intermingled in this as well. Yeah, I like it too. I think it was the perfect way. I think it's the, the perfect thing you could have done for... San Almas right now at the moment and Selena because you know, they're not really doing things so why not just put them in this uh, mixed feud yeah I mean you, you could honestly have Trinity and Uso get involved in this you could even have um, Rusev Day and Lana get into this there are a lot of mixed match uh, challenge Mixed mat. You got a lot of couples on SmackDown, is yeah, what I'm saying. And then, of course, uh, Carmella and Big... Uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. He's gone. But uh, Big Cass is gone. Which, by the way, Big Cass was going to be called Big Kaz on the indie scene, but now he's just called Big C. 
So maybe he might come back one day and Big E and Big C face and see who's the better of the alphabet. E or C? E. C or E? E. All right, back for two. Yeah, you can do a lot of this, but I think the best ones to put in right now would have been Cien Almas. So then moving forward, how does Almas and Vega get involved in this match? Do you see them intervening at Hell in a Cell? They almost have to now. We watched back last week at the end of the show. You had double yes locks on Vega and Almas. Yeah, and then they've they've interfered in their match too, or in their in that they interfered in that. Uh, I think they pretty much have to. So then, does uh, do Miz and Maurice win? Miz and Mrs. Do they win because of an interference? Yes, they have to because I think it sucks that the Miz and Maurice have lost. You know their matches against Cena and Nikki, and I wouldn't want them facing the other Bellas. Yeah, (laughs) the other Bellas. Yeah, I I would feel bad for them to drop that match against them too. So I think they have to take this in a heel fashion, and hopefully we get like a triple threat. And then uh, certainly, last but not least, on SmackDown, we got um, Oscar coming back. And now working with Trinity, and I think both of them are going to face the Iconics. I believe at the Super so- Showdown, um, I can't really buy into to what's going on here. I think the Iconics are being underutilized uh, of what they could do as a tag team. I think I think Becky's been pushing for SmackDown uh, women, or just in general, women tag titles that can be defended on both Raw and SmackDown, um, which could have been a good idea for the Iconics moving forward as well as other... Uh, such as Sasha and Bailey, who are teaming up, Riot Squad, um, good for for people like them. Yeah. Um, but they don't have that, so I think the Iconics are kind of just, just kind of not exactly being the best used as they can be right now. And then we also have Jeff and Randy, which is becoming a hotly contested feud and is now going to be going to Hell in a Cell, uh, Jeff Hardy's first Hell in a Cell match, um, and. And a podcast a while back to the rest to WrestleMania, we on the Edge and Christian pot of awesomeness. Uh, Jeff said the one thing he still wants to do is jump off a cell. And if you listen to the promo from SmackDown, he virtually said that. He said he's going to be locked in, but the cage is not going to contain him, and he's going to soar the highest he's ever soared. And yeah, take that. He says he's going to break out of the cell, climb there, and jump off the cell. Swanton bomb. Maybe into a catch RKO through a table. Or <laughs> what do you think's happening with that? Uh, another moment where the wrestler's going to have to move out of the way. Because if you don't, you're just catching up 200 plus body from that high up. You're breaking ribs and probably even dying. Well, but then it's almost like it's going to... it's it's. It's worse on the person jumping off if you move. Who's taking the risk here? They're both taking the risk. The person jumping off. Did Randy Orton sign up to jump off the Hell in a Cell? No, he didn't. Randy Orton would never do that. Jeff Hardy did. And why does Randy Orton have to pay for that? Would you want to break... Would you... Would like... If I wanted to jump off a Hell in a Cell and you're the one taking... That's a total different story. No, it's not. You're not Jeff Hardy. How hard is it to do a swanton off the top of the cell? I would rather have Jeff Hardy land on me than you. 
off to sell. Yeah, of course you would because he's experienced. Well, I mean, but Randy just needs to take it. Maybe this might be Randy's punishment for Ooh. the news the news that's been going on that's backstage. Tough. Which, by the way, we talked about it at SummerSlam Podcast, but if you haven't heard about it, just type in Randy Orton and new staff writers, and then you'll you'll get updated on what's yeah. going on. Um, that's tough. But <laughs> that's real tough. <laughs> Makes you want to think twice of your actions. Huh? How do you think? How do you, <laughs> that's your punishment? Take a swanton off the sale? Oh no! And you've seen how Steve Jeff- and Jeff is. Jeff has said it on podcast. He says he doesn't care about uh, how he does the swanton to people anymore. He said his tailbone has taken so much damage. Over the course of his years wrestling, that he just lays them in stiff now. He and if you watch the Swanton bombs, they are full fledged, just landing straight. Well, you remember on those when people. we saw him come back, right? How yes. we we're like, man, he's not doing these Swantons. Good these Swantons are landing right yeah. on them. These <laughs> yeah, are no. these are legit finishers. You're not. I would. Would you rather take a coup de gras or a Swanton? I'd rather take this. I'd rather swanton. take the coup de gras right now. Swanton, maybe back in the old days. No, we're talking about current. I don't know. The coup de gras still looks really tough. Well, it depends who's doing it. Finn does it pretty nice sometimes. He's jabbing his heels into your abdomen. Versus an entire body? Yes. Nah. I'm sorry. And you just gotta... Uh, you can't... To a... You could... Uh, it to some feet. If you could... Uh, it to some body. No, because this is all landing. Yeah, that's gonna crush some ribs. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that maybe that'd be a poll. What do you guys want? Would you rather take a coup de gras stiff, or would you rather take a stiff swanton? <laughs> would you rather take a coup de gras stiff, or a stiff swanton? <laughs> I'd rather take the stiff. What did I say? Coup de gras. I'd rather get a. This, these finishers don't look as bad as Mark Henry's. Uh, as long as Big Show's not doing the coup de gras. 2010 Big Show or now Big Show. <laughs> That should be another podcast. Not no. a podcast. That should be another poll. 2003 Big Show. <laughs> oh, Big Show should be coming back pretty soon. I, we're getting way out of hand now. Um, we could just end up talking about this stuff for, for years. Yeah. Uh, but how do you see that feud ending? Do you see Randy coming out on top or no. Jeff? No. Randy coming out on top on the feud? Yeah. As champ? I think him winning the U.S. champ was a one-time thing just to complete his... No, life. he's not going to come back because Jeff's not champ. Oh, what am I talking about? <laughs> he, oh. Why do you always think why do Jeff's I always think, champ? I don't know. Where was Shinsuke at? Where has Shinsuke been these past... Because Shinsuke and Jeff are done now. Shinsuke needs to find someone else to So he's with. just chilling backstage. He's just chilling until he faces Andrades Cien Almas. For the U.S. champ? I don't know, maybe. Mex-American champ? Yeah, and then make it into the Mexican-American champion. Um, I see I see Orton winning this feud. Do you? And breaking Jeff Hardy. And we get Brother Nero. I think that's where it's going. Unless you get a broken Orton. Like which we might saw be, with, the, with, with the Wyatt family? Yes. If you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's at anyone's, I don't know, we just have to see where it goes, maybe it finishes, because what would, what would Randy gain out of, like, breaking Jeff? 
I don't know, that he broke another superstar? The legend killer? That's the idea, is that he wants to break the enigma. So he breaks and the erase, enigma. He wants to erase the enigma, Jeff Hardy. So the only way to erase it, if you erase it, but now you get broken, broken. or as WWE says, woken. You're going to get woken, Jeff. And so technically... They both win because now Jeff sees new life in Brother Nero. And now Randy wins because he erased the Enigma. And that's a way to just drag on stories for both of them. And then we can see a confrontation between the Enigma and Brother Nero. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, last thoughts? Last thoughts as we wind down? Uh, WWE has been picking up. Raw is getting there. I think we're getting to the point where both shows are good. I agree with you there. Alrighty. Until next time. Sayonara, peeps.